Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Good to have you here. 822 on a pretty important busy Monday. Might be dry stuff, but it is important stuff. That's why we're talking about it. It's time to break it all down. We've got Andy Stinton, small businessman. Yes. <laughs> I'm very happy because I've decided on your Christmas present. Awesome. Tell me later. Jamie Ellington over at Principal <laughs> at Cadaptus PR. Hi there. Hello, Alex. I have not decided on your Christmas present. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think you yours told me is last probably uh, more sane than his. But nonetheless, guys, we got a gift today because we got a NAFTA deal. And I do agree that a deal is better than no deal because at least we've got a bit of st- stability. But I say we are too, too, too far out from the far print to understand if we, in fact, got anything out of this deal. Uh, we seem to have given up more than we got. But nonetheless, here is how uh, El Presidente saw it today. Well, I think my biggest concession would be making the deal because <laughs> we could have done it a different way. But it would have been nasty and it wouldn't have been nice. And I don't want to have that. We have a great relationship with Canada. I think now it'll be better than ever. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, the bottom line is, I think, just on first blush, Andy, it will be played as a big political win for Canada, but uh, I'm not sure it is because we still have major tariffs against all the steel industries. You know, it's one of those things, if you like Trudeau, you're going to love this deal. If you hate Trudeau, you're going to hate this deal. I don't know about that. And then if you're Andrew Scheer... Is that his name? I keep forgetting it. Mm. You can screw up better than anybody else I know. He did that speech today, and A, he should learn to read if he's going to effectively communicate with the electorate, and they wonder why they can't. Why, well, hold on a second. Why are we going after Andrew Scheer and not Justin Trudeau? He, Andrew Scheer's opposition. That's and, what he's paid to do. But the guy but in charge didn't, is even, Justin Trudeau. He says we gave stuff up. We did. Yes, yeah, of course. It's called negotiation. In the real business world, you negotiate, and you have to give something up. It's a bit like marriage. What did we get? It's a bit like marriage. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you married? <laughs> yes, yeah, that went. <laughs> well, no. No, I, okay. The good point. Never mind. You lost, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, um, that was not your best example there, Andy. It was, but, but the bottom I... line is, we seem to have given up all. Along. I think if this had been, you know, if we didn't have a guy like Trump in charge, I don't think a lot of people would be walking away saying this was a great day because I'm not sure we got that much out of this. Yeah, at the end of the day, the Americans seem pretty serious about moving on without us had we not come to a deal. So I think if you looked at what Andrew Scheer did in the House of Commons today during question period of like, okay, we know all the things we didn't lose. What did we get? And the prime minister had nothing to say in return. Uh, but the reality is we uh, have a deal. and We'll continue to have a fairly strong market access. What that means for steel and aluminum tariffs uh, down the road remains to be seen. Uh, but the auto sector is particularly happy, especially since it's going to have more North American parts coming from higher wage jurisdictions, which ultimately includes Canada. And uh, the prime minister is going to be happy that indeed his uh, economy is not about to blow up because that's ultimately what we were uh, looking at here. So there's a lot that will come out in the details. But uh, on the whole of things, uh, stability for the Canadian economy is probably a good thing. And uh, apparently we'll have a time in six years from now to review this. Uh, and then every year after, if we can't come to a deal, and this will only last for 16. Yeah, mm. so, well, Andy, it's, it's too late for you, Andy, but the rest uh, of us can. Should tell you what, here's how he's going to do it. And we sat here mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I said, you said, oh, there won't be a deal. I'm so scared. Of course there's going to be a deal. Trump is not an easy guy to deal with, but he is a businessman, and he knows how to negotiate. 
it, it's it's a pretty good deal. Let's well, go into well, the hang on. Let's go into those. Ta- t- let's go into the tariffs. They were never part of NAFTA to start with. He's put those tariffs on, and as sure as I sit here, this will be part of the negotiation. He's sure going to be do that big, na- magnanimous Trump deal, and you'll go. Well, you know what? Because we're such good buddies, and I've had letters with Trudeau. I love him. I'm going to knock these off. I don't, I or don't, they'll put quotas on that are so that. high. It I won't don't know matter. about that, Jamie. It's look, sure I, I, well. I, first of all, unless I see it in writing, I'm not about to put my trust in Donald Trump to know that those tariffs are coming off. And the, but the bottom line is the damage it does to the steel and aluminum, um, you know, manufacturers is that there's no stability. So who's going to do business with them in the long term if they're saying, hey, like, I don't know how long this instability is going to be here. So I'm just going to move on and take my business elsewhere. Uh, that's a real concern, which is why you've also seen the federal and provincial government responding mm-hmm. to help those going through distressing times. But in the broader context of, of NAFTA, the fact that we will have a stability of an agreement going forward is uh, ultimately a win for this Trudeau government. And I think that's the first time we can say the Trudeau government's had a win in quite some time. Yeah, there's no question they needed to get this. And so I, I'm not surprised we saw the scramble we did on, on Friday or Saturday night. Um, I'm just not willing yet to say, OK, we got a great deal. I'm glad we got a deal. I'm glad the auto tariffs did not come on. However, uh, I'm not quite there sold on this deal. We live next door to a bully, a lunatic bully. He was not an easy person to negotiate. And it's a pity. Right, so why did you, you know so, so you know let me sad? ask you this, Andy. It's, it's, Andy, it's, it's, let me ask you this. Then why did our prime minister proactively offer to open up NAFTA? If that's the guy we knew was living next door. But because but, 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 because Mexico opened it up too, oh. and Mexico didn't get as good a deal as we got. But they got a deal first. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, that's well, like I got to well, the drinking counted no, first. That means they got the power in the negotiation. So it was a position of weakness we came from. Anyway, and we still won. Let's move on. Anyway, let's, let's move talk on. about my marriages. After related, can we ask why dairy farmers feel so damn entitled to yeah. money? That's that's actually what we should be rallying against here. Three percent increase of market access yeah. for American dairy products. So we can have some cheaper cheese and milk and maybe even some poultry in there. And yeah, I got to be honest. Some eggs a single mom on a fixed income is not going to be weeping. losing their mind. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, shucks, I don't do TV regular. Mm. But when you listen to six of them, they're all singing from the same song sheet. Like, what a farce. Yep, but they got lots of lobbying money I'm going to have spend, cheap so. skim milk. I'm so happy <laughs> about that. Let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the cost of asylum seekers and the Band-Aid fix we keep putting on them. We'll talk about that and some controversial speakers coming to town. Should they or should they not be able to speak? That next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, we got Counterpoint. It is 8.33. It is Andy Stinton and Jamie Ellerton facing off. Let's talk about How do you want your Christmas present wrapped? In ice. Is it like liquid? No, 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 no. It's really good. They like it. Okay. I don't need coal. Is coal? Coal is outlawed No, here, no, so. coal you can't. But how, can't anyway. we at least get past Thanksgiving before we talk I know, about or Halloween. There's like many <laughs> other things in the household that oh, come sure, before there that. There are already two turkeys in this room anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, one is dry. Um, <laughs> asylum seekers uh, have been lodged in hotels and motels across uh, the greater Toronto-Hamilton area. And they're now going to be staying another two to four weeks longer than expected because the federal and municipal officials are still scrambling to cut, I guess, any plan. 
And this comes, you know, a week after that we learned two asylum seekers in Quebec are now trying to take the government to the human rights course because they can't get free daycare. You know, we've got all these Band-Aid fixes going in because we don't have a government that has a plan. Andy, I'll start with you on this. Um, it's just one Band-Aid after the next. Do you get the sense that there's any plan? No, there's no there's no plan. And, and I think the people that we don't hold accountable in a lot of cases, yeah, we can blame our politicians. Mm-hmm. It's the civil servants. That's why we have 6,444,000 of them, mm-hmm. all of whom should be putting a plan together, presenting it to the government under their direction. That's what, we, that's what we pay them for. Can they not put a plan together and make this work? Because this, to me, is, is abortionate. I mean, it's just the worst of government, period. Well, Jamie, it's not sustainable. I mean, it's not sustainable. And I don't, I mean, they're telling us two to four weeks. When we, when we darn well know that it's not going to be two to four weeks, it's going to be more like four to six months. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm in Toronto, Hamilton, anywhere in this province, and I've got needs and I might need a food bank or I might be looking at a shelter situation, I'm not feeling very happy right now that there's no plan in place with a bigger picture. Yeah, this government's uh, been dogged by this issue since it started almost a year plus ago. And I think this is the thing that people get really crazy about. Uh, people are jet- generally tend to celebrate the fact that we welcome legitimate refugees and are a beacon of human rights for the world. Uh, but in stuff like this, people feel like we're being taken advantage of, and quite frankly, we are. Uh, if you look at how few of these cases have been processed, over half of them are already being found to not be refugees and are being sent back, except they're actually still here and not being sent back. <laughs> and the and minister in charge of it doesn't know who they are. I think we should get Walmart to organize it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jamie, what? I said, it's like, hey, welcome to Canada, walk all over us, and we'll pay your bill. It's absurd. It is absurd, and um, I don't, I mean, look, it's been dogging them for the year, but there's clearly no rush to get it fixed. I think like, Jamie's last statement would be a good advertising sign, you know, when we come yeah. into Canada. Well, you know. we, already, we already did that. It was called a tweet from the Prime Minister, welcome, <laughs> yeah. and that's how we got to this problem. Um, several Jewish groups are asking that five speakers be banned from an Islamic event that is going to be held in the GTA uh, this weekend. One of them is an imam said to be connected to the World Trade Center bombings in 1993. Another is Linda Sarsour, who is a darling to the left. This is an openly anti-Semitic woman. She keeps very questionable uh, company, Jamie. But, you know, she'll be in town talking with a bunch of other slightly radical people this weekend. Do you care? Yeah, I think this is actually pretty crystal clear. If she's actually inciting hate speech to the extent that it falls into some kind of criminal code, uh, convict, not conviction, but uh, criminal code offense, then by all means she should be barred. Anything less of that, I don't think we need to be constantly barring people because we don't like their politics. And the fact that they're now kicking up a controversy about this probably means she'll get even more attention than she otherwise would have got to begin with. So well, I think she's gotten a lot. I mean, look, she, but like banning everyone just because we disagree. And I and I don't ag- politics at all. But I, don't I don't agree like with banning either because I I believe that my free speech should be right out in the open where I can watch the hate and know where it is and know to where to avoid it. But um, you know, there's no question she she has been normalized in the United States, but she is openly anti-Semitic, um, Andy, and the bottom line I, is... I agree with both both of you guys. I mean, she comes across about the only thing producing shows that anybody could do if they were of that mind. Is she getting paid for this? Of course she would be. I, okay, I she's think. getting paid. I hope she's got a visa and a work permit because we're very strict about that in this country. Well, we are, but we seem to kind of be very selective. We hear all the time that Jordan Peterson should be banned for whatever he says. We've got all this outrage on campuses every time a conservative speaker comes here, but then you've got people like this um, who, you know, seem to get a, 
uh, they've gotten the Hollywood stamp of approval, so somehow they're normalized. I, I, I agree with Jamie. You, you can't be centering people at the border. I think there should be people in attendance mm-hmm. to see if they are going to commit some hate crime, hate speech directive. I, but besides that, just let them come across. Check the work permits, though. Yeah. <laughs> Check whether uh, okay. Uh, quickly, let's talk about um, Mr. Kavanaugh. Uh, Trump was asked today while talking about NAFTA whether or not he will um, be okay with opening up the FBI inquiry. And, and Trump actually, to his credit, said, "Yeah, they can do whatever they want. I don't want this thing dragging on, but they whatever they need, they can get." And so he is supportive of this uh, for this speedy thing, uh, Jamie. Yeah, this continues to be really weird. I happened to be able to watch part of the testimony last week when both Dr. Ford and uh, Judge Kavanaugh were testifying, and she came across kind of very credible in what she was doing. She's clearly been traumatized. Uh, he was good at times, but other parts just like blatantly disingenuous, and I've seen online some like just little small lies that he felt the need to talk about when it was related to his partying history. I think uh, rushing this through in a week seems unrealistic to me and if that is indeed the case it's just a sham process well I, the but there's that there's cover if it's going to drag on and actually get to something that i think it's there but uh the white house indeed seems to be going all in on kavanaugh and uh we'll see whether or not it actually has any impact on whether it, not only his confirmation but also the midterms well it's a pretty dangerous precedent to set though i mean because you could literally put any person up you want uh andy and now can we, we not n- have, just to, can, can, can I, we not have a character thing here well, I'd like to know, well, okay, so the next person who goes up, they're also going to be a character assassin. Know, like, they're going to be, I, because we now live in a world, Andy, where unproved allegations, and I, I don't care about I don't Kavanaugh care about one. the allegations. I don't give a so damn just, about the allegations. So just take out people who you don't no, like? Just, no, no, okay. no. Here's what it is. He displayed a character that I don't think, his opening little act there, and his vitriol towards the system, the Democrats, just the way he spoke, his demeanor, I don't think he's superior court uh, material. He's not the sort of character that I see being in the top, you know, echelon in the land in terms of, of legal. I don't. A, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by the men I hear from this who are, well, he was just very, very aggressive. And I'm like, really? You've been accused of gang, he, he gang raping? I, gang I would, raping? I don't think I'd be nearly as calm. I, I just don't. Oh, but I did this and I did this. I, I think he's a word I can't use on the air, so I'm not being, oh, oh, he was aggressive. I love the court of public opinion. Due process. It was so nice while we had it. Anyway. <laughs> what, all right. what kind of all right, voice guys. is that? Well, so it was a just, different standard, though, if you're looking for an appointment to the Supreme Court for life. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But, but we cannot ignore the politics no, no, behind this no, of the, of the you, Democrats. I was top in Yale, and I, I, I was basketball a lot. The guy's a jerk. Move oh, on. Okay. He shouldn't babysit. Well, so is Keith Ellison, but, and so is Mr. Clinton, but they're still there. Anyway, okay, guys, thank you. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.